0: Everybody, welcome to this week's deep dive. I'm Caleb, and I'm here with David. Hey, guys, and Lucy. Hey, and we are going to talk about this past week's sermon. Ron is currently in Oklahoma, so we're going to talk about the message he preached without him. So hopefully, we don't mess this up too bad.
1: Yeah, uh, this book is awesome. Like we said last time, last podcast, we're going through it as a staff and. Uh, I know Caleb was really excited about doing this for as as a church and reading through us uh, emotionally healthy spirituality. Uh, it's it's a, a been a really good book for for me. I think it's been a good book for a lot of people, and uh, and we had a long podcast
0: about it last week. So. Yeah, we did. We talk about it for a long time, and we'll try not to go as long this week. But I mean, there's just a lot of good stuff. You know, Ron preached a really good message Sunday, and there's a lot of good stuff in this chapter of the book. And um, I don't know what were just some of, like the baseline, like first observations you guys took from maybe what you read or what Ron, you know, said last week. Just what were some things that jumped out at you?
2: Um, I think that when Ron started his message and he started talking about these are all the things that I am not, um, it really caught my attention to think that is so much easier to try to figure out. Like when you're trying to talk about who you are and they go, what are your biggest strengths? You're like, "I ah, you don't have any strengths. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so to point out your weaknesses and not necessarily weaknesses, but those things that you can say, no, I am not these things, it definitely helps to bring more clarity to the things that you are. It's like mm-hmm. like reading through the Enneagrams. It's like, well, yeah. I know I'm not that one and I know I'm not that one. So it would make more sense for me to be this one.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the problem is all my weaknesses are strengths. That's
0: right. What are your weaknesses? I work too hard. I care too much.
1: <laughs> what are your strengths? My weaknesses are my strengths. <laughs> it's, it's like, I, 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 that's us to the world, though, isn't yeah. it? It's like, I want to show, I just want to show how strong I am mm-hmm. and I can be everything mm-hmm. uh, and stuff. And it's, I don't know. I just, that cracks me up. There's a reason that's funny is because it's, cause it's mm-hmm. true. It's true. So, yeah. But uh, what, did, what did you think about uh, him using David as the example from his, his biblical example?
0: Yeah, I that was something. This, this sermon actually really hit me um, harder than I thought it was going to, actually. And reading the chapter again um, hit me harder than I thought it would. Because I think you guys can probably experience this, too. But when you're growing up and you're sort of looked at as, like, the ministry kid, you know what I mean? I think you, you yeah. can invent, and I don't know exactly what your background is, but, like, Whenever people can pick you out really early and know that, hey, this one's probably gonna be a ministry, you do feel like there is this constant people are putting expectations on you or putting their vision for you onto you. And it is like Saul putting his armor on David. He thought, Well, David's gonna go fight just like the rest of us do. He needs a sword, he needs a you know, shield, and all of this stuff. And that wasn't what that wasn't David's expertise in how he was gonna fight. I mean, he he was great with a slingshot. That's that's all he needed. Um But it also just, I think, sort of undermines the idea of, you know, David wasn't going to be like Saul. He wasn't going to be like everybody else. He was going to fight this his own way. And that's okay, because that was how God had made him. And so I don't know if you guys have experiences with that, where you feel like you've had people put uh, stuff on you or even... Um, maybe there are pieces of your understanding of yourself that actually really aren't you, but that people have put on you, and you've started to believe that about yourself. It, it doesn't just have to be about whether you were the ministry kid or not. It can be whatever your you know your situation growing up was, Lucy, or whatever it might be. Um, but that it just I, I thought it was a great example, and I thought it was a great you know story to use, and it was something that hit me a lot more personally than maybe I thought that it would. I, I, I love that
1: illustration in the sense of. Is there anybody other than Jesus Christ in the Bible that from an early age knew exactly who he was? Mm-hmm. It's like David was anointed as a, at a young age. He knew how strong he was. He fought, he had the confidence to fight bears and mm-hmm. lions and tigers. Uh, oh my. Yes. And like, so it's like, is there anybody that should be more confident in who he is in the Bible than David? Mm hmm. And it's like I I don't I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like he, he knew from a pretty young age he was gonna be king. And uh and but here, even someone that is that confident, you see him, and it's like he still felt pressure to be like, Oh yeah, I've gotta be I gotta be what they think I should be like. Mm-hmm. And it's like that that's interesting for me because I you know, I, I feel fairly confident in who I am in God. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I, I still struggle with, I got to make sure that I am who other people think I should be, like, in my mind, or my, the back of my mind, even if I would say, no, I don't think that. I think everybody thinks yeah. that to some point.
0: Yeah, for sure. What about you, Lucy?
2: Um, I don't know. I, I, like, when you were talking about the idea of expectations and people holding expectations, I think growing up, my older brother was very athletic and so the expectations were for him to be very athletic and to do all those things and my younger brother was very like musically inclined and so he it was always the expectations of he was going to excel in that and so I was kind of left with like academics Mm -hmm. and so it was like oh well Lucy's going to graduate high school she's going to go to college and those expectations were just kind of set on me almost to the fault that like an A minus makes me like sit at home and cry (laughs) because it's an A minus and it could have been an A and like and I can see how that's even affected me to being now a senior at Johnson and to sit and look at my GPA and go, well, I should probably pass this class because if I pass this class, instead of taking the grade that I earned, then it's going to raise my GPA. And, like, that GPA is not going to matter once I graduate. You know, I'm not looking to go into grad school or, like, a master's program or anything like that. Um, but that expectation to be, and it's like, if I'm good at academics, that's great, but, like, that's not who I'm made to be. That's not going to, like, do anything for me outside of being at Johnson right now.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I think this is something that I think we all struggle with this, and I think maybe as you get older, you don't account for it as much because you're just so used to that. Um, I think we're we're acutely aware of it, uh, like, as you're a middle schooler, middle school high schooler, um, as you become, like, in your 20s, like, I think you start to be early 30s, like, I think you start to be, see that because you're closer to that space in your life. Maybe when you're 60 or 70, maybe you at least – figured out mostly who you are or at least you think you figured out mostly who you are. Um, why is it harder, I think for younger people to, to figure this out and to get a hold of this? And then what advice would you guys maybe offer to, you know, people who are, you know, whether they're younger or older or whatever, but just what are some ways that you have arrived at figuring out who you are or what are some things that have helped you, some practices, some thoughts, you know,
1: I, I talked about this a little bit last week. Um, uh, and, and like I think I said last week, last podcast, I preached it over and over and over again during Lucy, Caleb and Lucy's premarital counseling. Is mm-hmm. it has to start with Jesus. Mm-hmm. Who you are has to start with Jesus. And I, I don't know that I have heard that right. enough growing up. Like you you can't know mm-hmm. who you are until you know Jesus and yeah. who you are in Christ and. Uh, I I would encourage if it's parents listening to this, I would encourage you to make sure your, your kid's identity is starting mm-hmm. in Christ uh, as children, as yep. uh, as royalty. Our camp here in, in two weeks, me and Lucy are going to camp here in two weeks and our theme is royalty mm-hmm. because we are sons and daughters of the most High King. Yeah, and it's like that's we, we have to figure out who we are in him and your kids need to figure out who yeah. they are in order to 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 know
0: what his plan
1: is for them mm-hmm. and
0: and things like that so it's like who am
1: i in christ
0: yeah but i think we actually get it confused that we feel like we find that we can find freedom in who we are if we just search further and further within and i think there's 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 obviously space for introspection and you know searching your thoughts and asking the spirit to search your thoughts i mean ron talked about that this past week about how it's important to take that time for silence and solitude to to really search what's going on within you but also we know that where the spirit of the lord is there's freedom Mm -hmm. and paul writes again you know it's for freedom christ has set you free don't submit again to a yoke of slavery right there's there's a freedom that comes from knowing christ and i think that freedom goes far beyond just uh, freedom from the consequence of sin. It's a freedom to be fully who God has made you to be. Or you can live your life, you know, to the full, as Jesus talked about in John chapter 10. I mean, so that being the basis of, of who you are, there's a freedom in that. Yep. And it looks so different, I think, than where the rest of the world tells us to find our identity. Um, and it can even look a little scary on the beginning, you know. But there's freedom in it. And I I hope that that's sort of the kind of the major foundation is, okay, there's freedom in finding who I am in him. Now, who's he made me to be?
2: Yeah, and I think you said it there that the, the biggest thing is that it's scary. Mm-hmm. And it can be very scary to to be, like, because the freedom is great, and to know you're in Christ, and to to know that you're made in God's image, and to sit and rest in that, that's, it. once you can get there, once you get to that freedom, it's very peaceful to sit in that, but the problem is is that it's very scary to stand alone, and sometimes in order to get there, you have to stand alone, especially Mm -hmm. in, like, right? I have the blessing to go to a Christian college, so going to a Christian college, I'm surrounded by, most of the time, other Christians and people who are believing the same thing that Mm -hmm. I believe, and so... But in high school, I went to a public school, and to stand alone in your faith and to stand alone in, like, knowing, wanting to stand in that freedom of Christ and knowing that's who you are and that's how you want to live your life, it can be very scary to be alone in that. But once you can grasp onto that and stand firm in that, it, there's so much freedom there.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, I remember, I don't know if this is a fun story, huh? but I remember at lunch I would pray, and yeah. it was, like, such a small thing. At lunch, mm-hmm. you know, I'd pray. But there were a bunch of times that everybody around me would hide, <laughs> like go and hide while I prayed. So when I looked up, there was like nobody at yeah. my table and it was like, you, I, that made me self-conscious yeah. of who who I was, you know, and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And teenagers go through that yeah. all the time. Uh, Marshall was saying the other day, someone was saying... Telling a girl that she was a goody two shoes uh-huh. and she was upset about that or whatever. Yeah. And it's like, well, that's a, a good thing that you are that people think you're a good person. Right. Like, there's, that's not a negative. That's a that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I understand it's like, who am I? And, what, mm-hmm. you know, what what does that mean? Am i you know, and it's mm-hmm. like teen teens struggle with this big time
2: oh yeah definitely there were there were multiple times that I would drive home from school when I was in high school and I would just be so mad at God I'd be like why did you make me so different from everyone else in the sense of that I knew that I wanted to stand firm in my faith and I knew I wanted to be vocal about it and stuff like that but then it was like but I'm not getting invited to the parties and Mm -hmm. I'm not having the certain friends and I don't have a boyfriend because I knew that there wasn't the godly man that I was looking for and everything else and so The advice that I would give about that is that you're gonna have those conversations and you're gonna have those feelings. Uh, It's just you just can't cave to them. You get you have to just remind yourself and like it's it's okay to drive home and be like God. Sometimes, sometimes I don't know why you made me this way and I don't know why you did this, but um, you know, it just it makes me kind of think of Jeremiah. So in Jeremiah, because in Jeremiah, God says before before I formed you in the womb, I you were gonna be a prophet to the nation, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. In Jeremiah, if you read all the way through. Jeremiah says, he curses the day he was born. Like, God, why'd you do this? And God was like, because this is what I have for you. And so it's just like finding those ways to rest in the truths that are just Mm -hmm. there in the stories.
0: What about times, you guys bring up an interesting dynamic of people who are outside of the church or outside of faith or perhaps just don't take it as seriously um, projecting onto you. How do you deal with it when it's church people that are trying to, project an identity onto you. Because I I feel like that's really applicable too. I mean, I think in some ways we all have this, we have this picture perfect idea of what the ideal Christian is supposed to look Mm -hmm. like. Um, And you know, if you're one generation, you may have one idea that you wear a suit and tie and to show up in jeans is a sin. Um, but then if you're another generation, you might think that Hawaiian shirts and shorts and flip-flops are like the ideal. And then another might say denim shirt, black jeans, whatever. This is all very surface level stuff. But even the things that you care about, the things that you're passionate about, uh, the issues and the causes that you take up as a Christian, um, the career paths you choose, all of these things I think are impacted sometimes by uh, you know our Christian friends or, or mentors or people that are around us. So how do you, um, and we all have to do this, how do you, again, find that certainty in Christ and in, in, in who he's made you to be in the midst of maybe uh, when it's, you know, people who share your faith and your passion that are trying to put an identity onto you? And then what, sorry, let me ask it one more way, What? What? how do you glean what's positive from that too? Because I do think there's space for people yeah. to speak into our lives, Um and push us in the right direction. So, how do you how do you separate those things? How do you glean from it? And uh, you know, I was
1: just gonna say, I was I was gonna go with that. It's like I think what you have to do is you have to look at the um, if someone's criticizing you. This is something that has benefited me a lot. Or if you feel awkward about something that you're seeing in the church, is look like Lucy said a little bit ago. Look inward. Look mm-hmm. at what am I doing is what I is what I'm doing biblical is it is am I is there something that I'm doing that is wrong mm-hmm. if it's not or or if if it's mm-hmm. biblical you can let you can let go what what they yeah. see as the what the special or purpose you know the mm-hmm. right Christian way to do things. Mm-hmm there if you're looking through biblical then you can just let those go. Same thing if someone says something hurtful to you or about how like how I do ministry when somebody attacks me. I look at it and I say, do they have any point? Is is there something good that I can mm-hmm. get by what they're saying about me? If so, it's something I can work on. Yeah. If not, I can let it go as opinion that I don't agree with. Yeah. And I, I think that's so much, I think that's, when you, when you make things into laws, mm-hmm. you know, we talk about the Pharisees fencing the laws, like, you know, uh, keep the Sabbath. Well, mm-hmm. you got to make sure you don't walk so much. Make sure you don't heal people. Right. Make sure, you know, like things like that. And fencing the laws, it's the same thing on Sunday morning. It's like, to fit into our culture, make sure you do this. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, we can look at it and say In what I do is what I'm doing biblical is me wearing shorts on Sunday is there is that a biblical issue mm, I don't think so yeah but what can I get from that well maybe I need to make sure I'm I, I look presentable or whatever you know like I, there's things that I can get from it that uh, that I can maybe I could grow from yeah. you know and it's like I think you can look at things uh, and the things that you can grow from you get better at what you can't you let go mm-hmm
0: yeah, I think that's good, and I think that's that's true, you know, even I think the messages we tell ourselves sometimes, you've got to make that distinction. Um, Lucy, you, I mean, I know you do family studies and counseling stuff. There's a, uh, there's a difference between even the way that we, like, think or talk about our own selves that can be positive or negative, right, that you can have positive things you say to yourself or positive truths you remind yourself of, and there can be negative things, mm-hmm. and if you tell yourself enough negative things eventually that you know your 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 understanding of yourself is going to become those you know negative things and not even what you say about yourself but what God says about you in Christ like you remind yourself feed yourself those things
2: oh well, yeah I've, I and I, I know I've talked to you about this before uh like the idea of uh when you're when you are able to rest on the truth that like like the idea of if you have a fear of loneliness and you don't want to be alone to remind yourself each and every day, even when I feel alone, God is with me. It's like the first day you say that you're going to be like, yeah, God is with me. But then when you can sit each day and go, even when I feel alone, God is with me, mm-hmm. even when I feel alone, God is with me. You're going to be able to go get further and further down the line and day 50 rolls around. And you're like, I'm good. And you're not even recognizing that you might even feel alone in that moment because you're able to recognize that God is with you. Yeah. Same things going with like, People who look at themselves in the mirror and you say, "Ah, I am beautiful today. You might not feel beautiful that day, but if you're able to go each and every day, you get to a point of being able to look in the mirror and you don't even have to say that to yourself anymore because you can be able to feel that. Um, But if you look at yourself in the mirror every day and you say, yeah, I'm ugly. (laughs) And then you get the next day, yeah, I'm ugly. You're not, nothing, you can't expect anything to change. You can't expect that the next, because what's going to happen then is you're going to look for other people to say it. And then when they don't say it, it's like, like, I can't expect my husband to tell me every day that he thinks that I'm beautiful. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because if I lived off of everything that he said, then it just, that's just not, that's way too much expectations on his part. And so for me to be able to say that to myself every day, then you're able to, I don't know. Yeah, yeah.
1: That's what the books, the women's book study that they're doing right mm-hmm. now. That's what that whole book is on. Right? Is, um, is is the the, a lot of our life is a spiritual battle, with ourselves, with yeah. with our how we perceive ourselves, uh, who we are, and stuff like that. And I, that's, uh, uh, I'm glad that they're doing that. I think that's a cool, that's a cool thing. Mm-hmm. Children's ministry. Uh, we we didn't use David and Goliath. We used Nathaniel, and we talked about uh, how when he, when Jesus said, I saw you under the tree, mm-hmm. he, he said, it was like, my Lord and my God, yeah. which is just a, almost a crazy reaction to this. Like, I saw you under a fig tree, and it's like, you are God. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but one thing me and Lucy had talked about is we, we, we she's been watching the Chosen, we, Brittany been watching the yeah. Chosen, and I know a lot of people are that they had that episode of him the other day and it showed, it was like, there was so much more, uh, there was, or there was probably more to the story Mm -hmm. that we don't quite understand. Yeah. Like that there was more to it than just, I knew you were under a fig tree. Whoa, dude. It's like, cool trick. Yeah. Yeah. Cool trick. It's like, no, there was, he said something. I guarantee there's something more to it because that, that reaction, you know, and, I uh, and we talked about how he had to know who he was and where he was, and we'll talk about that next week. Yeah, uh, who you know, you have to know who you were and what mm-hmm. you come from yeah, exactly. in order to know yourself. Uh, but uh, but Nathaniel had to uh, know know himself, know what was going on in his life, and he had to think about it in order to see Jesus, mm-hmm.
0: in order to be be impacted. Yeah. By Jesus.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So. And I, yeah. And that goes to a great point of how much, and we'll talk about this next week, how much of our past or how much of, uh, the things that have impacted us, you know, p- previous to where we are now, have we just kind of tucked away and let go unaddressed and, and un- untouched mm-hmm. by, by Jesus. And how does that still impact us? So, I, I mean, I, I'm excited to talk about that next week. Um, the idea of you've got to go back to go forward, I think that'll be really, really helpful. Um, real quick, as we kind of wrap up, he, he talks about three lies that we tell ourselves um, in this chapter, and you know lies we believe about ourselves, and Henry Nouwen talks about these, too. They're called the three lies of identity, um, and basically, you know, they're lies that we believe that give us our worth. So the three lies are, I am what I do, I am what I have and I am what others think or say about me. Um, I think so mu- many of our struggles with our identity can be boiled down to those three. Um, is there is there a particular one of those that you struggle with or are impacted by, and how have you, you know through Jesus, been able to move past that a little bit?
1: My, mine is, I've I, talked about this a little bit, mine, a lot of it is based on the performance. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I am how I perform or like how well I do. Uh, And it's something that I've had to work on and being like, okay, I'm not perfect. I'm not gonna be great at everything. Yeah. There's going to be times in my job where I fail miserably. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it's okay. Like you aren't how good you are at at my job. And I think that's a hard thing in ministry. Yeah. uh, To, to, because it seems it feels so wrapped up in who you are because, yeah. because my faith is such a big part of my life. Right. It's also a big part of my job. Yeah. And sometimes it challenges me to be like, right how well I do on a Sunday morning is not, or how well the children's ministry doing isn't mm-hmm. a reflection on who, how my, how well my relationship with God mm-hmm. is. Yeah. Um. And so that, that is a, that is a,
2: Big one for me. Mm -hmm. Um, I would say that of the three, I probably relate most to the last one of "I am what others think about me." Yeah. Um, just in the sense of I have a I have a big fear of loneliness, and so the idea of what others are thinking about me is going to base off whether they want to spend time with me, and if they don't want to spend time with me, I'm going to be alone, and that's just the last thing that I want on the earth. And so. The idea of what they think of me, I I, I can see the, in the ways that it would dictate uh, some of my friendships and some of my relationships, mm-hmm. well, even what my mom thinks about me, of like the way that she talks to me and the things that she says to me. It's like, well, why would I, what am I saying to my mom to make her say that I'm being mean right now? What am I saying to yeah. Caleb to make him think that, my husband, yeah. <laughs> to make him think. Uh, I know I'm mean. <laughs> <is. Yeah. laughs> no.
0: Horribly mean. But yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I, both of those, I think all three of these impact us all in our own way. I mean, the second one for me probably isn't the biggest one. I think I'm with you in the more of what people think or say about me is really, it's really big for me. And I struggle with that, but even though what you have piece, I think a lot of us may be, um, you know, speaking personally, it's not about the, the quality of the things we have. Like we all want a nice house and a nice car. Nice. But I think a lot of, if you're pretty serious about your faith, you understand very quickly that that's really not that important. But I think it's the scarcity, the idea of like scarcity and security that sometimes trips us up. It's like, it's not like the the quality or the price tag or whatever, what I have is like, is what I have enough? Um, it's the, do I have enough money in the savings account? Do I have enough of my emergency expense? Do I have enough for retirement? Um, if you're a minister, the answer is you do not have any retirement. Um, like, you know, it's it's these these questions of is there enough? Is there enough? And so I think we struggle with that. I struggle with that. Um, and yet it's the trusting that God provides.
2: I also think when when you said that when we were talking about that, the idea of if I'm having enough, it's also I also thought, of, am I getting enough out of my relationships? Yeah. And like, are you are you measuring your life and who you are based off what you're getting out of maybe other people and yeah. everything else
0: too? Yeah. Yeah, that's a really good point. And I think, you know, you can take these three lies and look at them, look at yourself through the lens, but also I'm guilty of looking at other people through these three lenses as well. Like it's not just the lies we believe about ourselves, but it's the lies we believe about other people, that their worth is determined by what they have or by what they do or by what I think about them or what other people think about them. And so we've got to not just, you know, not just flip it in on ourselves, which we love to do all the time, and it's good and healthy, but also to turn it back around and say, I can't look at other people this way either. Mm-hmm. I've got to see them the way God sees them and appreciate them for the way God made them. So you guess I have any other closing thoughts or. yeah, no, I think it's a really good series. I'm, I'm excited about
1: next week. Next week is, I think for a lot of people will be a huge one. And yeah. I'm not sure that they realize how how important it is to look backwards yeah into i think a lot of people would rather just let sleeping dogs lie and right it's like let's let's not mess with that yeah um and it's like well no i think it's important and mm-hmm. then this
0: this next one should should really be interesting so definitely check that out mm-hmm. yeah i'm excited about it it'll be fun thanks for talking with me today guys we'll do this again next week thanks for listening and uh we will see you guys on
2: sunday see ya bye